2: St. James' Hospital. As I was a-walking down by there one day, who should I spy but one of my comrades, who wrapped him in flannel and green was the day. I asked him what ailed him, I asked him what failed him, I asked him the cause of all his complaint. Twas was all on account of some handsome young woman. Tis the reason why I weep and lament If she had but told me before she disordered me, if she had but told me of it in time, I might have got pills and salts of white mercury, but now I'm cut down in the height of my prime. Get six young soldiers to carry my coffin and six young girls to sing me a song and let each of them bear a bunch of green laurels so they don't have to smell me as they bear me along. So don't muffle your drums and play your fives merrily And play a quick march as you carry me along And blaze your bright muskets all over my coffin Saying there goes an unfortunate lad to his home
3: Clinton and you are listening to the audio monstrosity known as OK Talk. I know it's been a while, and I wanted to just drop this in here to let you know what you're going to hear in the following episode. This conversation started organically from a studio visit between Matt and I. And we honestly started as we do every session where we sit down kind of without a plan and we're talking like the friends that we are. We were discussing the current HBO series, The Outsider, and subsequently it led to the first in-studio discussion of Devil's Creek since the filming in the state of Washington and easily the most informative discussion that we've had since then, easily. And while I, like so many bands who have written a hit song, do not want to be defined by Devil's Creek alone, I realize its importance, and I realize the fact that many of you have been gracious enough to put your hard earned money towards the project which to be quite honest with you I don't think it's even fair to put the term documentary on it anymore because it feels like so much more than that um for those of you who haven't shameless plug devilscreekfilm.com for those of you who have and have had a good year uh, hey Coronavirus or no, that Dow is up, baby. Uh, Devilscreekfilm.com, if you haven't seen all of our initial funds, went into securing the best possible team to go up there, the best possible equipment to film, and film and film we did, and uh, we are in a post-production stage where literally it's myself and a couple of cats doing a lot of the editing, any and all of your help is uh, always appreciated, Doublescreekfilm.com. One other thing that you can do for us, especially since it's been so long since we've gotten an episode out to you guys, is I can tell you this, both of us found a renewed enthusiasm for talking to you, to letting you into the conversations that we have behind the scenes. And while we have both continued to live our lives and Matt continues to be the orderly studio badass that he is I've done what I've always done except kind of on hyperdrive and that is been in location after location in the field all over the world <laughs> with a uh, a stack of dat tapes that would make any Grateful Dead fan, jealous, full of audio, adventures, and the like. And what we found by getting together last week was that we were inspired. We were inspired to talk about this project, but we're inspired to make 2020 the biggest and the best that it can be as far as this podcast is concerned. That's where you can come in. I realize giving a dollar to anything that's free is kind of a pain in the ass but uh any word of mouth any podcast reviews emails encouragement okay talk podcast at gmail.com hit us up on twitter facebook look you realize if you're listening to a podcast you know how to get a hold of us the point is that we literally feed off of that support, and that support then in kind is given back to you. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the following discussion about the Devil's Creek. Again, just a snippet pulled out of this conversation, kind of depending on what sort of response we get. We'll see if, uh, shit, even the second half hour of this podcast is released thank you so much to all of you and you know who you are R.I.P. to my Uncle Bobby from whose guitar I first heard the Great Wayland Thanks for everything, brother. Catch you on the flip side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to OK Talk.
2: Why ain't you up and running
4: again? I'm in despair. The physical damage is repairable, but the psychic wound may be permanent.
2: You ever been beaten, Merrick?
4: Once, when I thought I had the smallpox, Doc Cochran slapped me in the face.
0: Stop it, Al. Are you dead? Well, I'm in pain, but no, I'm
2: obviously not dead. Obviously, you didn't fucking die when the dog slapped you. No. So, including last night, that's three fucking damage incidents that didn't kill you. Pain or damage don't end the world. Or despair or fucking beatings. The world ends when you're dead. Until then, you got more punishment in store. Stand it like a man and give some back.
3: came out Mm -hmm. not quite five years but you know there's a lot of a lot of people that get in touch with me about the podcast and I've heard this a lot lately is the my how far you've come right so here in 2020 February 2020 nearly the fattest of the Tuesdays and the Ash Wednesday of 2020 um what are what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? And I'm serious when <laughs> yeah. I
4: ask you that. I think I think we've heard a lot of compelling things about Bigfoot. I I do think that when you look at places like Devil's Creek, all the questions surrounding that place notwithstanding, I think a lot of stuff I feel this way about ghosts too. I think a lot of different a lot of different phenomena gets lumped into the Bigfoot label, you know? You hear a noise in the woods, you hear a scream, you see something weird, and people, if this is your predilection, you you assign it to Bigfoot, right? So I think there's a lot, and I think a lot of the weirder things surrounding the Sasquatch Phenomenon Like people th- seeing things disappearing into trees or being zapped up by UFOs or, you know, disappearing into thin air, things like that. I think you could probably look elsewhere for explanations for what that is. But I do tend to believe that there is a real physical animal that has not been discovered. No? Yeah? Yeah. I, I think so. I believe in the possibility of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to be like, it's impossible that a, a creature could exist like this and right. us have never found it. Because I, I I do think the one thing that people just don't give enough credit to is just how vast and large the wilderness is still in, mm-hmm. in America. I mean we feel like we've conquered Sea to Shining Sea, but really there's so much, even if you go a couple hours in, in any direction from from Dallas and you're in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Could something like that in a small population live relatively undetected? I think so. Like I think that's that's entirely possible. I, I think there is something, a physical animal that people are seeing. And then I think there's a bunch of other stuff that could be any number of the things that we've talked about here that just happen to happen in, you know, in the woods, and people say, oh, that's also that's also Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's so hard for me to discount the native legends, the what seemed to be relatively credible eyewitness of seeing something standing right in front of them. Right. Yeah. No. Like, I don't know how you explain that with it without saying, well, there's probably something out there that we just interdimensional creatures. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, could what I be, mean? could be, but that could be that could be something else. I still think there's probably a physical animal out there that resembles in some way a Bigfoot. You know the things that like the the NAWAC is is tracking. You know stuff like that. Like I feel like there could be something out there that's real, physical, tangible, lives, eats, drinks. You know, shit like that. (laughs) Isn't it funny that I almost think.
3: Now it's almost like it's easier to believe that to me for a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Whereas maybe I used to think that like that was the number one hang up, like the how, where, where is it if, if it's out there kind of thing. Did you see any of the new Bigfoot show? It's on um, Travel Channel. No. Destination Bigfoot, I think it's called.
4: Uh uh-uh. uh. No.
3: Maybe that's it. It's uh, really well done. There's a a female scientist on there who when they showed video of her, she did a whole bunch of stuff with apes in Africa, and like I'd seen that footage right like of this gorilla charging her and her turning away like she was yeah, and we're talking about like the mountain gorilla stuff right like big ass silverbacks and shit she's in it, and then there's a I kind of love this about it other Bigfoot people that I have no idea who the hell they are. I watched the first episode, and I I told Tim that I was like, this is great because there was like zero mention of Dr. Meldrum. Well, Dr. Meldrum was mentioned in the next one and (laughs) does, in fact, somehow manage to worm his way into it.
4: But that's fair. That's fair because the the one thing that I found – when looking into this stuff, it's like the same people are everywhere. I know. Like this, the, and, and it's, it's know. like, it's like a dozen people. Well, I know that and show up on everything. Part of what drives me crazy about it. Right. Yeah.
3: Like, so I was really excited by the end of it. Super pleased that it didn't just continue in that way, but there's a few different things that happen in that, in this show. Right. Like one of them being that they get a thermal hit of this thing moving. That's big that they have, again, a regular person, not even Todd Disitel, not someone who has been dragged through the muck of Bigfootery, Yeah, some random guy who's like, they're showing him and he's like, I would say it looks like a primate is a long way from home. And the thing is, it and then it just disappears. And there's a, a deer in the shot too, in the thermal shot, and you can see like how much larger it is than the deer, right? And then they get, glowing eyes looking at them and i'm not talking about just eye shine there's like eyes glowing like with luminescence yeah and then there's lights in the woods and the woman at this point is like i know this is going to sound crazy but i just saw lights in the woods and this, again, is supposed to be the scientist, right? Is looking at the dude who's like, let's leave an apple out here and then some rocks and stuff and maybe see, right? <laughs> let's and put she's some like, peanut butter on a stick. She's like rolling her eyes at the yeah. guy and then she... So they're at this place in Oregon and they use this algorithm. This is the way that they sell the show, right? Reported sightings, what time of the year, location this location for this 21 day stretch is kind of one mm-hmm. of the hot spots right
4: if these are real animals then maybe they have some sort of pattern that they're following well and even not even that yeah
3: this is a pattern of the reported sightings right. right like and so the time of the year the date the spot you know we're going to use computer maths maths yeah. all the maths we've discussed i'm purposefully Not on the interwebs. Like, certainly not on Facebook. So I have no idea if people have watched this stuff or talking about this shit. Like, I'm not, for professional purposes, like, unplugged. Yeah. Like, these people are living there, as the show says, like, the 21 days. And then there's obviously, like, camera people with them. And this, again, this female scientist, she's, like, doing the whole, like, Blair Witch diary thing, saying that she didn't, she had a horrible dream the night before.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: During the night, there are all these kids laughing, circling the tent, giggling and stuff. These she w- felt that was a dream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where they're trying to get to where these lights are in the woods. They come across this super old settlement. Gravestones. Kids. Girls. Yeah. Children. This is a Bigfoot show, right? I mean, the eyes. The lights in the woods. All kinds of people mention the lights in the woods, right? Like, that's a thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess it could be possible that that kind of stuff is in conjunction with this other weird shit. But it just seems to me there's, like, these confluences of weirdness. Yeah. And generally, they're somehow oddly related to the ape thing. We do have people who are in Oklahoma, some who I've actually been in the woods with. hmm and the amount of weird shit that is coming out of there, well above the line of, oh, yeah, we got a footprint or this or that. Right, or rocks were,
4: rocks were thrown at us or we but heard I mean, things. But, yeah, it's it's beyond that.
3: You know, well, I mean, I remember from the Bigfoot show description of the rain of rocks on the cabin that, forgive me, I can't remember his name, says, you know, that's a big thing in Poltergeist. yeah. Was it on our show that Brian or Brandon mentioned? Do you remember the angelic chorus bit? I don't remember them talking about that. Alton Higgins Uh heard what he described as a choir of angels singing in those hills. No, I don't remember that. It was either said directly to... I mean, because I can see the studio when I think about it in my head. The old studio, the Salem studio.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just don't remember that specific. No, I know. I
3: used to never think. I used to not understand how people would ever forget anything that was in their podcast. But now, it, obviously, I do. <laughs> <I> have no <laughs> clue. Um, we could be repeating ourselves as we speak.
4: I, I think that. I mean, I got. It, it's so impossible to say definitively on any of this stuff. But if if one thing is true that there is a real physical animal somewhere, then could it be that they are in tune with nature to the extent that they are drawn to places like this? Like, is there, is there something about this place where other wild shit is happening that interests them? You know, the same way that interests us. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're sitting there saying shit. There's, fucking lights in the woods over there. Let's go, like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Or maybe they feel something. You know, maybe they are drawn to areas like this that are secluded and where, I don't know. I feel like a lot, I I, I feel in the same way that so many of these things, the the modern world tends to drown this stuff out in a lot of ways. You know, kids feel feel things, kids say crazy things that mm-hmm. that they shouldn't say or they shouldn't know and then as life goes on, it gets drowned out because they're told that's not that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Right. Or the same way that the lights of the city drown out the lights of the stars. Mhm. So, is it is this stuff happening all over the place? And we only notice it in places where it shouldn't be happening. I could be standing in my backyard and there could be lights Somewhere, and what would I think? Well, that's a car driving by, or that's someone turning the, the house lights on, right? Mm-hmm. It, it may not be that.
3: Yeah, no, interestingly enough, remember uh, me telling you this stuff about uh, over there in Old East Dallas off of uh, Gaston that I had that, I knew that hairdresser told us about being in that quad. Walked in one day and there was like a ghost sitting cross legged. On the banister, just looking at him. Oh yeah, sitting on the banister, and then like when he noticed the guy noticing him, he disappeared. And then a real estate friend of theirs was showing the couple the house, and they're like behind them, they were like looking over her shoulder, and she was like, "What?" And they were like, "There's two people in Civil War costumes just walk ten feet away, right on the other side of the window in the kitchen." There's a whole thing in here about this Preston Road shit talking about how people see like loads of ghosts walking in this area interesting which has always tripped me out again because we're in this one of the fancier parts of dallas but so the thing that trips me out about that is the whole upright wolf creature which would have been near preston and the only other wolf creature thing that was on reddit that included like a drawing of what the guy saw
4: Mm -hmm.
3: was them right over here down a back alley off of Preston yeah, and seeing the thing walk across in front of their headlights. So I think it's interesting interesting. because we definitely touched on the concept of if there was a place where there was negative energy and you were something that didn't want to be found, would you hang out there? Right? Like that – is something that has been posed about the creek, right?
4: Yeah. I think about like the the formation of I don't know, think about the formation of a of a solar system, right? And gradually little bits of dust start to collect and they start to swirl around each other and they start to collect more and more and more until you get a planet. And I think over time patterns like that start to emerge in nature where, again, if if there's a creature out there that doesn't want to have interaction with humans and maybe they're running into native humans and natives are saying that area over there is evil and I'm not going there the patterns start to emerge where it's like there's these wide areas of land where there there aren't people because people believe they're evil and maybe this other creature who's trying to avoid people is like well that's where I should hang out right they don't go there yeah. so you know I'm going to go there it's like a vacuum yeah so <laughs>
3: I just I'm going to bring to your attention this <laughs> this happens at this point like every time that I start talking about Devil's Creek this shit happens to me.
4: Yeah. The hairs the whole
3: ISR out. on shit, man. Yeah. It's all like I I swear that whole idea of it's like
4: looking at you. That
3: yeah, that and it, it I feel it. I've had people who have worked on it with me tell me that they felt it. And I've had any number of people without telling me that they felt it obviously feel something yeah, because they bounced, right? Yeah. I mean, think of the list of people that we know that had something to do with that place that have... Don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. Now they're like, why would that be, right? So this is one thing that's tripping me out about the outsider thing. The female cop, the Asian cop, Mm -hmm. she has that dream of it in there with the crib. And then, remember, they're having the meeting where Holly is telling everyone what she thinks. And they're like, why isn't she here? Yeah. It was like, if you go down this path that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You should stop or else something bad's going to happen. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where I've felt like, <laughs> Ooh, eh, it's all in good fun and everything, but yeah. not really that interested. And... So I wonder how many people have seen something that won't say anything to anyone because they're
4: afraid of the ridicule, They don't want to, right? and they don't want to interact with it. Or they don't want to, they don't want to believe it or yeah, they're they're they don't want people to say things about them. I am I'm hopeful that one I'm sure we will one day. And maybe it's after whatever's going to happen with the with the film happens. But I hope we can sit down and just kind of talk through <laughs> That trip, because... It's part of the narrative, because, like, I mean... Yeah, but tell other people.
3: Yeah, no, I I mean, you know, there's... Part of the footage that I haven't looked at is the post when we stopped at the coffee
4: shop. Yeah, I would really be interested to... Because for me, some of that stuff, the farther away I get... And this is just life, right? But the farther away I get from it, some of the stuff has faded a little bit and I'm like what was I feeling then like what and you know there were without getting into specifics there were other things happening around about that story not necessarily related to wild supernatural stuff that I was feeling like very animated about and I so I think a lot of my attitude was directed at that um Getting farther away from it, I'm like, well why why did any of this stuff happen in in the in the first place? You know that's the question that I feel like nobody asks like you you ask, why did this person do this? What happened from this like why are, why are these things happening? Why did any of us end up there in the first pl- place? you know why did anybody end up in that spot in the first place?
3: You mean like before we went up there to make a documentary about the place
4: yeah. 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 And again, it's the outsider thing. Everybody's like, Why did this person kill this person? or or why but they're not asking the the real question is why did any of this start in the in the first place? Well, you know? I
3: think the reason that it started had to do with the timber. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, that's the thing that freaks me out the most about it. Yeah. And the super, super backdoor research shit that talks about that lake yeah and that the that that place like a boy looking into that lake saw a person in that lake trying to pull him through yeah and that he went through and that was like a gateway to the rest yeah and that people go in there and can't get back out. That there's somebody there right now that may be one of the most sane people in the whole operation that I have talked to him about that place. He's like, man, there's fucking spaceships that come out of that thing. Like, I mean, flying crafts that come up out of that one right there. Yeah. That people who are (laughs) high status folks who live, like have nice lake houses up there, have seen, who aren't crazy, aren't into, that have been like, I just... Sitting on the deck last night saw a
4: fucking ship come out of the water yeah. and fly off. It's real like a uh, Skinwalker Ranch type shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. got that same energy. And that that place, I'm, I'm sure anybody listening is probably familiar, but that place is just this weird confluence of ghost activity and animal sightings and UFOs and all sorts of wild shit. And like I feel the same way about what's happening in that area. Yes. Um, So, and and to the to the degree that, again, we'll have to talk very much in detail about this later. But to the degree that, when I look at the actions of other people, I I start to feel the more I feel the more I think about it, I start to feel sympathy a little bit in that. Anybody who spends any amount of time in that place is a victim of that place.
3: I would say I would agree. I think that there's. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we know the, we know the one that I, I mean, I've said plenty of times. I mean, look, I just wrote down the time check here. I mean, like, like, dude, first of all, if, if you don't do this shit with me, nobody else is going to. Like, I am completely alone, which I think is what its intent has been. Yeah. It has always been about isolation. Every single fucking thing that came out of that place was about isolation. The feeling like I was pushing a fucking rock up the hill, especially there
4: when we were there, but then even more so after the fact and like the pulling people in different directions, pulling people off, you know, and I mean, side conversations happening all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, shit, I've been in, you know, broken bread with a person's
3: family who was there with us after the fact about the things in the wood at the Creek. I mean, shit, dude, I asked Megan if something was wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, dude, like, I can't get the fucking image out of my head of the way his eyes looked, man. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, it's in the footage. What the fuck was going on in the ravine that night? And like what the fuck the cast, yeah. And the turning shit, you know? Like, yeah, that happened. That fucking shit happened. And if I'm telling you, like, if we sat here and tried to make some shit up,
4: we couldn't do it better than that. It's real horror movie shit. It's real, like, it's like Amityville horror.
3: It freaks me out so fucking much, man. Like, it's overwhelming. And, yeah. And I mean, that's on our fucking podcast. Yeah. We were recording. And then, I mean, the next fucking day, I saw those two down there. Yeah. Like, the. That shit happened. Like I flipped out, like I ran through the house and I didn't think I'm looking at specters and ran out on the balcony and yes, they
4: were in the woods. Like that shit fucking happened. Like, like the thing the thing that we thought is that it. You know what I mean? Like or is there something more? Man, I don't know.
3: <laughs> man, I don't fucking know. That's like that's what I'm saying like yeah. All that shit in the ravine
4: like, they have no
3: fucking idea
4: <laughs> a lot of things happening, and that's what's so crazy about this story is like i i like I said, I remember at the time afterwards when we were when we had all packed up and we sat down at the coffee shop to talk. I don't really know how much we want to <laughs> we want to say here
3: well I mean I don't know i don't, like that's the reason that I wrote the time down because I don't know w- what of this like I, think about it this is like I think this is I, worth keeping. I, if I were to know me and you and I'd listened to this podcast and I heard us like. Just even try between the two of us now, you know, a year later, yeah. hear us talk like this. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> yeah. And like, dude, I got a message the other day. I was on with him the last time I was on with him about the handprint in Arkansas and our buddy, the kilt maker out there that was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about when you say that dark thing? Yeah. Whatever the fuck is happening there, though, the shit that happened to me that first time that freaked me out so bad that, like, you and I just sat and talked about it. We recorded it. It never, like, that's one of the saddest things is that that got lost. That, yeah, maybe the one file that I wish of all of them
4: I could get back. Oh, that was with the lights. Yes. Right. That I remember that the creek revealed itself.
3: No, totally.
4: Was the creek saying, look here. Check it out. What you think is happening? Who gives a fuck? Right. Yeah, no. Here's what's really happening. Pay attention.
3: The thing is, is like every single thing by that place, I do think it's all part of it. Right? Like, I do think that. I do think maybe the worst place to (laughs) fuck people over is in a place is. That's what the fucking white people did to the Indians that lived there in the first fucking place, right? It's like treachery and turning on people who you had befriended and sticking a knife in their fucking back caused that riff in that fucking joint that was already a thin place. Before the white people got there, the natives said, this place is thin. The fucking place where spirits come out of the ground and make men crazy. That's what it translates to. So the fact that that fucking shit is what is
4: there already. So that's what we've got to play with feeding off of that energy. Yeah. This goes back to what I was saying about all these other things happening in the woods that get labeled as Bigfoot, right? All this other shit happening. And I think there's a certain, a certain group of people who are so, dedicated, genuinely, I don't, I don't believe in a bullshit way, but genuinely dedicated to the idea that there exists a creature, a real-life flesh-and-blood creature called Bigfoot, that when a place like this presents itself and weird shit is happening, then they're going to be attracted to it and want to say, hey, man, there may be some Bigfoot stuff happening here, and we're just going to try to make everything fit this mold, right? And even if it doesn't, we're going to make people believe that, all of this stuff that's happening. So I think, I think it's done so because there is genuine weird stuff happening in that place, and I think it affects people. And I think
3: – It's malevolent. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that makes it different than just the run of the mill, right? Like the, that's the thing that makes it different from Boggy Creek, for example. Yeah. Okay, because something is fucking going on there. Now, I mean, yes, it's middle of fucking nowhere. And I've had several strange experiences. A lot of them seem to be physical, but they still blow my mind, right? But it's not malevolent, right? It's not like, I want to take your fucking weakness and twist it and use it against Mm -hmm. you. Which, again, outsider, that puppet shit, the fucking sores on the back of the neck, like, like that image of the beetle the puppet string shit and the crazy fucking thing about it is and it's on tape from the time when we were there and i saw those two in the ravine they were moving but they weren't i couldn't tell if they were coming or going i saw torso and legs and it was like they were doing this in place puppet shit yeah like the marionette strings and that's that's the shit that Makes a place different, right? Like, there's things that are scary because we don't understand them. A ghost, replay, there could be a spirit in a place that just needs to get out, needs rest, whatever. And it's scary because we don't understand it. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Call me, like, some sort of religious zealot, whatever, but there's a shit called evil. Like, I definitely believe in the dark. Dark shit, right? Like I mean, I'm positive it exists, right? Like you all how how can you live in this world and not know it exists, right? Like true detective shit. And there is a difference. Yeah. The whole idea of how we've talked about like if somebody killed themselves somewhere, like that place is gonna be haunted, right? For a long time it was like Is it haunted because that person, like, this whole idea, which goes back to this Western way of looking at biblical shit, that you committed murder against yourself. It was your final act as a human. There's no way you could be saved and go to heaven. Yeah. Lots of quotation marks here, but that idea, right? Like, it was the unforgivable sin because you killed yourself, you can't be forgiven of it, so you're going to hell or whatever. Yeah. So the idea of something being stuck there, right? But see, now the further I get, it's not that that person is like suffering some eternal torment there. It could just be that that pain and whatever brought someone the despair to do that to themselves.
4: mhm
3: That may have already been there and caused them to do that, but certainly lingers. That, again, boogeyman that hangs around where bad shit happens. The thing that wants to see sadness,
4: fear, and despair. I think that's what's all underneath the surface of Devil's Creek. Yes. You know, Devil's Creek is an iceberg, right? And the tip of the iceberg is, is Bigfoot shit. And there's a shitload of people packed around that tip of that iceberg trying to convince themselves there's nothing underneath the water and that this is the only thing that's going on. And they're going to go however far they need to go to convince you that, no, 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 all all of this stuff is connected. All of this stuff is Bigfoot stuff. But there's a lot of stuff underneath the surface that I think is just like the screams, laughing at, like laughing at you, right? Laughing at me, the screams
3: and the cursing in the woods. Yeah. That agony that's in that audio let's say that audio is an actual fucking person in the woods making that noise why what got you there
4: yeah right? I mean it's the, whatever's a devil's creek is that's what I mean it's running the haunted house right it's it's flicking the lights on and off in the, in the kitchen and making you think it's haunted and you're running around the house going oh my god it's haunted but you're not paying attention to like what's what's actually doing the shit right <laughs>
2: Cosmic doo doo, cosmic giggle, cosmic cutie, sure can wiggle. Set their asses on your face and listen to the doo. Cosmic karma, cosmic city, cosmic girls got great big titty. Got some quaaludes in their purse, they won't give me none. You say disco, Baltimore to San Francisco Dance the same on every song Can't go on this way Brucie Springsteen, Brucie, hey Brucie hey. seems as old as I love Lucy Cosmic doo-doo in my pot Can't go on this way Choke and wiggle Set the asses on your face Listen to to